Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Listen, Melanie Cole's Health Radio is on now. Being constipated means your bowel movements are difficult. They happen less often. We all know that feeling, and it's not very pleasant. But what can you do about it? My guest, of course, today, Dr. Stephen Wang, and medical director and co-founder of the IBS Treatment Center. So, Dr. Wang, and there are so many different reasons that people just can't go. I know a girl who doesn't go but once every five days. So I don't even know how she survives anything. Is it different for every person? Does everybody have a different kind of cycle that they go and, you know, make their movements? Wow. Well, yeah, that's unfortunately um, not the not rare. These people who only go every several days, and I've heard that many times in my career. And and it really, there is a normal. I mean, there should be a pattern that's much more consistent than that, even though people are a little different. I think we've accepted these uh, these un- abnormal types of bowel cycles a little too much and just said, well, that's just the person, instead of really looking and trying to find out what is truly the cause of the problem. So, so yeah, that's unfortunate, but that's not normal at all. Well, you know, on, on Big Bang, Sheldon moves his bowels at 8.10 every morning. And yeah. <laughs> most people, if they're, if they're somebody who really, like me, I'm pretty regular. I have no issues in that department. And so I'm a happy camper that way. But I also eat a lot of fiber. But then again, my son, and I hear it's common in boys, especially little boys. Boy, he was so constipated, Dr. Wang. And we were on Marilax and all this different stuff. So first of all, how do you diagnose what is wrong? Does it mean a colon? How do you even figure it out? Well, really, it's pretty much just the patient telling you that they're not having bowel movements or, or that there's something wrong with how they're having bowel movements. And and that's what it comes down to. You know, there's no true diagnosis. I mean, sure, the you sometimes you'll get, a say, an X-ray, and they'll say, wow, look, your, uh, your colon's full of stool. But it, it's like you didn't already know that. I mean, that's not brand-new news to people who aren't going to the bathroom. So it's not uh, it's not a diagnostic tool. It's just people saying, "Hey, I I'm not having bowel movements, or I am, but they're difficult, or I'm having them, but they're incomplete, and so I keep having to go back." There are all these different types of constipation, which essentially mean either you're not having a bowel movement often enough, or you have to strain too much to have a bowel movement. Or you're having them, but they're just not, they're, they, they never feel like they're done. You know, you go, you have a little bit, you just get a little bit, and shooting. And, and some people I know, some patients I'll see will have to get up extra early in the morning, an hour or two before work, just to try to get that whole process taken care of because it doesn't just happen like it does for a normal person. Yeah, uh, how and, uncomfortable. Yeah. That's just the worst. I mean, and I love my poop talk, Dr. Wang, and I'm in my in my family. This is a big thing we talk about all the time. Does <laughs> fiber, and you know, these are short segments. So what do we do about it? What do we think of Marilax, fiber, you know, all of these powders and products on the market? Do you advise using these things? Well, those are all tools that could be helpful potentially, and they're not necessarily, though, going to solve the problem. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they make things worse. And that's the challenging part is you, you see these advertisements and you think, okay, I'm going to go get this product or my doctor told me to take Miralax, so I'm going to try it. And you assume that it's going to solve your problem and if it helps, great, but it still hasn't even addressed the cause of the problem. It's only treating the symptom that, wow, you're not going frequently enough and it's certainly a lot better than nothing, but it's also not 
curing the problem. And, and for those people where it doesn't work at all, they think, wow, how can that be? I'm taking fiber and I feel worse, or I'm taking Miralax and I feel worse. Or, and that's not unusual. And I want people to know that just because you respond the opposite of what you were told you were supposed to respond when you take products for constipation doesn't mean that you are weird. It, it's actually very common. And it's just because these things are not necessarily meant for every type of constipation or everybody who's got constipation. Yeah. So, I mean, some people take those fiber supplements every single morning and they say they couldn't, you know, go along without them. Are there certain foods, nutrition you would rather us do? I mean, eating celery with, you know, it's got those long stringy things. Are we supposed to be eating bran flakes every morning because that works really, really well? You know, what do you want us doing food-wise? Well, fiber can help. I mean, certainly you know, people have known that for ages and have taken fiber products and extra fiber. And so when it does work, great. Uh, and that's that's a great solution just to eat healthier. The more vegetables you eat, usually the more fiber you're getting. And then, of course, there's brand fiber and there's other kinds of fiber. And And one thing I want people to know is that different kinds of fiber might you might respond differently to. So you might take a Metamucil and that might be very different than a brand fiber or might be very different than vegetable fiber or there's lots of different fiber products on the market as well. And and just because you've tried one doesn't mean that you're going to get the same result from all of them. You might get a very different result from a different one. So don't give up just when you've done one, used one type of fiber. Okay, so don't give up. And some types of fiber make you more gassy than another. So then it's like, okay, is this worth it when you know, then for the first few days on there, then it's not very pleasant to be around you. Exactly, yeah. A lot of times people have trouble with uh, psyllium fiber, which is what's in a lot of the fiber products like Metamucil, and they don't do well at all with them even after a few days, and it only makes them feel worse, and they think, well, maybe I just need to stick with it. And sometimes you do. If it just lasts two or three days and then then it improves, then you're basically just kind of clearing things out and and you'll be much better in the long run. But other times, it really is, it's incredibly painful even, and, and it's just the wrong thing. You might have a reaction actually to that product, to psyllium, for example. You might be reacted to it rather than having it help you. And if that's the case, then you need to trust your instinct and go, wait a minute, this is this is not right. This Something is wrong here, and try try something different. Is it true, Dr. Wang, and that if you're somebody who doesn't go that often, that it's building up in your colon and that you've got all this toxic waste in your colon that's just building up? Or is it just not really there and being produced? Well, would anybody argue that, that poop is toxic? I mean, we probably all would could agree. We could all say, yeah, yeah, I don't want to smell it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And so, if yeah, if you're not going, it is just backing up. Unless you just had came through, you know, the stomach flu and had diarrhea for a few days, then then you might it might take a few days for that to catch up, you know, that and and for you to develop a new stool in your system. But other than that, if you're not going, then it definitely is backing up and it's just sitting there. And it's like, uh, you know, if you put the trash out at the curb and it doesn't get picked up, then the stuff keeps piling up. It's, it's not a good scene. Yeah. No, it's that. totally not a good scene. So so. Seen. So in the last couple of minutes here, in the last minute and a half, give us your best advice because so many millions of people suffer from constipation. Parents worry if their kids don't go for five or seven days. And you know, what do you want us to know about it? What do you want us to do about it? Best advice here, Dr. Dr. Wangen. 
Seneca would act Yeah, well, what people don't know that normal digestion means you should be having a bowel movement basically every day, and it shouldn't be straining, and it shouldn't really should be totally unremarkable, and you don't have to think about it, and you just go and you're done in a couple minutes. If that's not happening, you have to take something, or you're concerned, or it's painful, causing hemorrhoids, all that kind of thing, then there's an issue, and, and what I want people to know is that it could be anything. Like, for example, it could be that if you're eating eggs, that might happen to be what's causing you constipation, or dairy could cause you constipation, or gluten could cause you constipation. Uh, and it's not as if there's one food that I can say, well, this is always constipating. People like to talk about that, like, oh, it must be cheese, and and it's not, or rice or something, but it's not necessarily that. That might be true for one person, but not for the next. And so there's an answer. And that's what I want people to know is that there is an answer, but you have to actually open your mind up to the possibility that, wow, maybe it's this thing that I thought was totally fine and innocuous is causing constipation. Because constipation is not a symptom that you get instantaneously when you eat something. You know, like you're not throwing it up. Now you're it builds up it. over time just a little yeah. bit. And, and, and thank you. It really is such great advice, Dr. Wangen, and you're such a good guest. We just love having you on. And you can see more about Dr. Wangen at the IBSTreatmentCenter.com. That's IBSTreatmentCenter.com. And, you know, we love to discuss this stuff with him and learning so much about really our guts and what's going on in there. So important. And if you missed any of the great information, listen anytime on demand or on the go, RadioMD.com. Stay well. 